Last episode, we discussed using your social media to grow your brand. And by the end of this episode, we are going to reveal the pros and cons of running your own business. Welcome to Uncorked, where we bring you the latest trends and tips to win your market all while sipping fine wine. I'm your host, Risha Garnada. Uncorked is a podcast show featuring fun and interesting conversations all about business, branding, and marketing trends. In each episode, I interview people who have done some highly notable things in their market, and they end up telling us their secrets to success as we drink some really good wine. Welcome to Uncorked. This is episode 13, and I have the honor of introducing you to my producer. Um, He runs a thriving media company called Dylan Welch Media, and I'm also thrilled to have him on the show because um, today we're going to reveal things that entrepreneurs don't really talk about. We are going to talk about the pros of creating your own brand, yes, but we're actually going to go into the details of some of the cons mm-hmm. of, um, of growing a brand, creating a brand, and being an entrepreneur. So welcome to the show, Dylan Welch. Thank you very much. Yes. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Fun fact, 13 is my lucky number. Is it really? So it's my birthday. So oh, okay, the and I didn't even put that together until you just said it right now. Yeah. So lucky episode 13. Awesome. Here we are. Woo-woo. Cheers Woo-woo. to that. Yeah. Let's have a sip. And thanks for the awesome uh, intro. Mm-hmm. Not just surviving, but thriving. Right? Yeah, exactly. The, the life of the entrepreneur. Yeah. So well, I feel like you took off really fast. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like we met. Um, for, you know, the first, like, hey, we should do this. We should do the show. Everyone knows the backstory, but um, there's such a need for it. Mm-hmm. And so, really, you took a step out, and, and we'll get on into all of that. But I want to know, what are we drinking? You brought me a treat this time. Yeah, you so <laughs> you always come with the big guns, the, you know, baller bottles. I got baller something bottle. a little bit more on the medium side. But what I noticed when I was purchasing this, it was... Top 15 powerful wine brands in 2018. So I was like, oh, branding, wine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of perfect for the show. Yeah. And then you and said powerful. Like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. And Cab's my favorite wine. Same. Um, I've never been a chili. Right. But I've always wanted to. Yeah. So, and we've been drinking it and it tastes really good. So I'm happy yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, it's it's getting the job done, I'd it say. It is. What yeah. Do you think? What and are your thoughts? Well, when I opened it immediately, like, um, it had a wonderful, wonderful... Um, big, big, bold mm, fragrance too. And so it was, I mean, immediately when I uncorked it. Mm. Uh, so that was cool. And then the color is great. It's dark. I always look for that because yeah. I like the bigger, bolder cabs. And some cabs that you pour, they're really light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually love this. And it's the flavor is great too. It is yeah. smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes down easy. Yeah. And I normally would, I think that when you're, when you're looking for wine, so that was interesting that you kind of, um, you're not looking for a Napa Valley wine, right? Like you were mm-hmm. just looking for something that caught your eye and that was neat that they had this on their brand. I mean, who knows if that's even true, but think right. about this. They said it, yeah. I was looking at their label. I didn't look at all at the quality of the wine. I was just right. like, ooh, branding, cool, mm-hmm. buy it, take my money. And yeah. now here we are. So yep. branding tip out there, just think about that because it just yep. worked. Yeah, and they say a lot with branding that you should say like some accolades and stuff like that. Mm. And this one really spoke to us just because of the whole, you know, powerful and everything that you said about it. Yeah, no, as seen on top blank, exclusive, all that stuff helps. I try to pepper in all that into my marketing. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, how can we really, you know, get to the point here, sell the point here. So that's awesome. So 
for a reference, you mm -hmm. left your comfy, I guess, employee job or mm -hmm. corporate job. And that really is a, I mean, that's really kind of like the cool thing to do right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about the struggle mm -hmm. and the journey. And so yeah. we can just get into that. I mean, like what? Totally. Yeah, yeah I'll dive like? in. It's funny because, you know, there's so much information out there that some people, you know, there's blogs, there's memes, there's podcasts, so much. there's TV shows. Yeah. And everyone says so many different things. It's really hard to figure out what that is. So um, when I was at my job, it was I was doing research. I was like, oh, should I leave and start my own company? And half the people are saying, no, stick with it. Save mm -hmm. up, blah, 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 blah. If you leave, it's risky, blah, 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 blah. The other half. Which it is. Yeah, it is. So exactly. Yeah. And then the other half is like, go do it. Chase your dreams, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. get out there. You'll never, you know, all that stuff. So it's really hard to... It's kind of like the devil and angel on your shoulder and you just have mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, ultimately weigh the pros and cons of what is going to, I think is going to make you most happy. Yeah. Um, that's key. If, yeah. And yeah. What's going to make you the most happy? I think for business owners, um, it's not, obviously money is a huge driving factor mm -hmm. because you need money to build a business. You need money to live. Um, but also aside from that, I think a lot of business owners get a lot of, value out of you know building something from scratch mm -hmm. pursuing something that they believe in that they care about building up their own baby and when it came down to it um, I did weigh all those pros and cons I had a million conversations in my head yeah. do I stay do I go and I sat on it for a while talked to probably everybody in my circle 20 times and probably annoyed them mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately yeah just you're the, obsessed about it right that's a yeah. good word to use oh I've it's totally been it, there. it is obsessive yeah. and then ultimately made the decision and um i've been happy with it i mean yeah. i think there's a lot of stressful parts that come with running mm -hmm. a business um especially at the very beginning right um, getting it all up and running there's you know initial funds you have to put into it to get it going there's a lot of legal things you have to take care of. Mm -hmm. And that was a learning aspect for me because that's not something I'd necessarily done before on this level. Yeah. Um, just because the company I want to grow, I want to make it as legitimate as possible. Right. So I'm going all the standard routes. So that was something I've learned. Um, but now that I've done all that, it's also another tool I have under my belt mm -hmm. that I know if I ever want to do this again... I know how to do it. So right. it's, a, it's been a learning process. There's been struggles here and there, but ultimately I'm growing in ways that I never thought I could. That's awesome. And I don't want to just talk about myself. Yeah, um, no, So I no, guess like the, if I could like pull a nugget of yeah. information for the viewer, um, identify what your goals are. What makes you the most happy? Is mm -hmm. it a secure, comfortable job? Or is it, are you a little bit more of a risk taker? There's so much information out there too right. that you just have to sift through the noise and find something that sticks with you and find a plan and go after it and get right. it. And then just every single day, um, you know, step by step, work on it, work on it, work mm -hmm. on it. And I think similar to what you've done with this show is yeah. if you put yourself out there, people will respond to that. Totally. You know? and, I agree. And you're likable. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what a lot of people... That's also that, a huge factor. You, you have to be likable, right? Be extremely right? likable. Yeah. Be awesome. Be, uh, be Get nice. really lucky a lot. Yeah, exactly. Have really gotta... helpful friends <laughs> exactly. that, you know, will connect you with potential clients. Yeah. That's also a big part of it, too. It is. It is. It's all about relationships. So, yeah. okay. So, for reference, like, um, I left my salary paid position in May of this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that I'm seeing right now say... 
what is the greatest thing you did in 2019? And I'm like, quit my job. And I know that that sounds crazy. And it, yeah, it's been a struggle because it's so, the real estate market has been shifting a lot. It's been so weird. But then I've also, you know, now I'm into this podcast thing and that would not have happened if I was still a manager. Um, and then also kind of finding out like, uh, that I love coaching for a brand story mm-hmm. and uh, brand clarity coaching and all that. Like it's all, it's created this more opportunity. Yeah. And I realized I actually, the reason why my, you know, it wasn't a good fit for me. And the reason why I left that job was they couldn't pay me enough to stay because I poured so much into it and it wasn't fulfilling because it wasn't a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so when that happens, I think that that's when you're talking about like, really look at it. Is this part of your goals? Is this something that you want to do? If it's not fitting within what you want to do because you're not enjoying it and you come home stressed or pissed off every day, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a good fit. Or you're in like a toxic right. environment, that's not going to be a good fit. So really evaluate that, right? right let me saying. ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Would you rather take a million dollar a year salary job that you hated or $100,000 that you loved? Yeah. And I know $100,000 is still actually a lot of money. That so is a lot of money. Of so like absolutely, not, so I would are, take 100000 because okay. I even said, like, I'll do this blank space of being salary mm-hmm. for for that number, so slightly over 100000 Happiness is really important to you. Yeah. Um, for me, there are a lot of things I could do and I would make a lot more money mm-hmm. and I don't care yeah. because I, oh, totally. I have to be. And the other thing is I'm so obsessive about work. I mean, when I put my kids to sleep, like, of course I love to spend time with them and stuff like that. But when my kids go to sleep, when my husband goes to sleep, my mind is still going and I like to pour into my work. Mm-hmm. I like to think of new ideas and stuff like that. And so if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing, that's a huge element of my life that's missing. Mm -hmm. And I can't function like that. Yeah. You know, I like to create things. Well, there's that really cliche. Yeah, I'll take some more. There's that cliche saying, oh, if you love what you're doing, it's not a day of work or whatever that is, which is definitely true. I think no matter what industry you're in or your level of success or how much money you're making, there's always little stresses you'll have day to day. Yeah. But if you can appreciate, you know, what you're doing and you do find it fun to do. Um, It does make life a lot better because it's not like, oh, I have to go do this. It's like, oh, cool, I I get to go do this. Yeah, you love, like I love showing up today. Like we're doing, um, today we have a really special, a really special filming. We're doing two podcasts today. Mm -hmm. And one is with a group. you can't give that away. I'm just gonna say that really quickly. No, that's all I'm gonna say. But what I'm saying is like, I've been pumped about it for a whole week. Mm -hmm. Like we've been planning this for longer, but you know, I kind of, play things week by week and as we've been preparing for this week there's been a lot of excitement around it yeah (laughs) a lot of preparing for it so what would you say is your top pro and your top con of running your business the top pro and top con okay well the pro is that it doesn't matter how much like I have the full flexibility to do whatever I want to do with it Mm -hmm. um it's totally up to me which can also be a con Uh um but and then a con would be that, I guess in the beginning, it was really isolating. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to kind of find a way to not be isolated, to, yep, to really true. find that that pack, that culture, and really be around those people that uplift you. And um, I think that just from this, you've become a part of like the key, one of the key players in my life, like mm-hmm. in my in my business. Um, I'm able to you know, recommend you to so many people because I just like being around you. Mm-hmm. And so when you find those key people that you love being around that help you grow your business because um, you're able to collaborate together, I think that that's a good, mm-hmm. that's a good win. Oh, totally. Yeah. And 
No, it's true because you start to attract other people who are like-minded, right? And a lot of my clients are like this, you being one of them, but I'll get texts, you know, and I'll text you at like two in the morning. I know, it's awesome. I just had this awesome idea. I love it. And I'll get those too. And if I hated what I was doing, I'd be like, why are you texting me at 2 a.m.? Instead, I'm like, oh my God, I was just thinking this too, you know, and it's cool. And going back to what we were talking about before, I don't mind doing that stuff because it's fun and exciting. Yeah. You're actually Uh, amped about it. Yeah, exactly. And your con, it it can be kind of lonely because you're kind of, especially when you leave a company, it's like breaking up with- Oh my gosh, it's devastating. A a significant other or something where it's like, it's not you, it's me. Mm-hmm. I have to go pursue other things and yeah. you have to like cut them out of your life. And, and it's sometimes weird. you like miss them. And yeah. You're like, I just I want to text you. No. Yeah. Yeah. I still miss people that I yeah. worked with. I mean, it was a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was around those people every single day. Yeah. And so there's people that we, you know, when you talk to them every day and then they're not there anymore, you know, it's good uh-huh. to check in and stuff like yeah. that. No, it's funny because <laughs> I had friends at my old job after I left and they'd send me like memes and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, we miss you. It's oh, like, oh, like, oh but, I like what I'm doing now. But yeah, yeah, but also at the same time, when you think about it in a relationship way, sometimes you have to cut out a toxic significant yeah. other so that you can separate yourself and find somebody new. And yeah. I think that's kind of how I've been looking at it is like, okay, you know, one door closes, another door opens. Exactly. And yeah. sometimes you do have to close that door in order to open up another. Now there's still responsibility in that. I think that a lot of um, people that, you know, they want to be entrepreneurs, but maybe they're not designed to be one. And so mm-hmm. really looking at that and going like, is this for me? Because it is hard. I mean, let's, let's jump into the, the mm-hmm. cons yeah. of entrepreneurship, of, of um, starting your own brand. And um, it's kind of like, I'd say the biggest thing is that you are everything. So mm-hmm. it's like, here's your brand and you revolve around it all unless you're willing to pay for other people to do it for you. And then it becomes expensive. There's a lot of fees that are involved. Mm-hmm. What has that journey been like for you with filling well, in those space and learning things? Entrepreneurialism or entrepreneurship, whatever yeah, the word is, is right. definitely a glorified thing. It like, totally especially is right now, right? with social media. Yeah. They're like, especially, entrepreneur, uh, yeah. what's the other one? Like a public figure. I yeah, know exactly. <laughs> and especially with social media because you want to post your wins. Yeah. And then the algorithms of social media show you the stuff you're interested in. So Mm -hmm. like my social media feed is people with like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, helicopters. And that's not how it is, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things people- definitely is not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, sure, I'll be taking off in my helicopter after this, but not everyone gets to live that life. No, I'm just kidding. I think the most important thing- You're not allowed to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, the most important thing is you have to actually sell a product and get revenue if you want to live- or not, not live, but run a business. Like right. there's a whole... It has to make sense. Yeah, there's, like that's something that people really don't understand is, yeah. oh, they've got the marketing, they've got the branding, they've got 100,000 followers. Yeah, but, they're flexing online. Like, yeah, ugh, but are you actually generating revenue? Right. Are you actually selling a product? Is your, is your product innovative in any way? Yeah. Um, and that's something I think not a lot of people realize. And that's why you'll see on the news, someone has 3 million followers and they couldn't sell 10 t-shirts, you know? Yeah. Um, you have to start... And that's the hardest part. Like that's, you know, living in America is in a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. It's a dog race. Everyone's trying to, you know, beat the other person. Yeah. So definitely. you have to be really innovative with what your product is, what your mm-hmm. service is. Otherwise, you know, if someone wants to buy it, they'll go find someone else. And some people just don't have a product at all. They're like, 
I have a million followers. Give me money. It's yeah. like, no, you have to provide some that sort of value great. to society. That would be great. I would society. love that. If someone just like, just, just give me wine and I'll talk I'm about sure it. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are just <laughs> get that. I'm not there yeah. yet. I don't want to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't know if that Maybe would be I like do, your thing. Yeah. I think that you're really you're you're in your your space, and then you have mm-hmm. some other things that I'm not going to go into. That you'll reveal yeah. someday that you're working on. That's like super exciting. Yeah. So the um, to pull the value from that or yeah. the nugget or whatever is if you're thinking about starting a business, start with a product. Identify what you can actually that's sell good. that someone would actually yeah. buy mm-hmm. that's different from everybody else. And build off of that. Like yeah. that's everyone looks at the branding, the marketing. Start with the product, right? And then find people to buy that product and right. go out and sell it. And then once you have revenue coming in, use that money for all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then when you have that product, identify. Um, so a lot of people will be like, "Who's your client or who's mm-hmm. your listener with podcasting?" Yeah. And when I started the podcast, that was a question I got all the time was like, who's your listener? And I'm like, uh, everybody that drinks wine or runs a business. Uh, but it was very unclear in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a question that a lot of people try and answer when they're creating a product or a service or an experience, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And you actually have to reverse engineer it. You actually have to look at it as like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to figure out who my client is. Before I do that, I need to figure out what my brand solves. Mm-hmm. So exactly. your brand, I would say, if we're just talking about your your media company, um, if there are people, the people that are not able to produce their podcasts or not able to get in front of people, like mm-hmm. that's where they would, I mean, that those are the people that you're talking to and that's mm-hmm. how you identify it is first exactly. by starting with the problem. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even with my company, it started out as something different and that's another just good thing to think about oh, too is cool. <laughs> be flexible yeah. with what you're doing too. identify trends that are happening mm-hmm. and try to maneuver them so that the product you're offering is ahead of that trend. So when everybody wants to do it, you have it right there kind of right. dangling out. Um, that's kind of what I've, when I started, I had a few different products and services and they've changed, they've molded. Um, I've combined a few, I've yeah. del- taken a couple away to offer basically this like all-inclusive thing. Yeah. And then now, especially the people like you who are business owners, they're super media, branding, marketing savvy. It's like, oh my God, that has everything that I would need yeah. to go do all of the stuff I want to do. Right. So that's... Um, that's another nugget of information. You if developed you will. it. So it's like yeah. you start out with a concept. Mm-hmm. So let's back up. So you start okay. off with a concept, and I've done the same thing, but I just want to make it really clear, really black and white concept. And then sometimes it's like not even what you come up with is the thing that, <laughs> that you're ending up with. Um, allow it to develop, is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. So you have your concept. And then you're really watching your market and seeing what it is that they need. And then you realize, okay, this is where I can fulfill this void. Like this client is going to need this here because, I mean, they ask for it. Mm -hmm. So when you start building your your client database, your customer database, and then they they end up telling you what it is that they need. Seriously, I've added, on my website right now, I started with a few different services and then Mm -hmm. someone will be like, oh, can you help me do this? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then I just added it as an add-on service for everyone else because it's, you just give people what they want, right. especially if you have that clientele or yeah. that email list or you already have it working, you can kind of add on. That's and that's what's cool about if you are starting to generate revenue, you are starting to work with people, you can add on to that. Right. That's really where it gets exciting. Yeah. Now, um, there is a one con that it could be a pro or a con. So uh-huh. entrepreneurs are very, um, I guess, like, is it positive thinkers? I can't even think of the word right now because it's wine. But when you're an entrepreneur, like you're optimistic. like, there is no, yes, there is no way I could ever fail. And that can be a pro. 
But then it can also be a con because mm -hmm. when you're thinking about it, like you're not looking at it subjectively. Like you're like, oh, there's no way this is going to fail. Mm -hmm. And um, so do you have anything to say about that? I mean, like, how's that experience been for you? Have you been learning the <laughs> yeah. hard way with that? or It's tough. I mean, I definitely take a lot of, especially when I first started, I took a lot of stuff personal. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I do and that. I, I'm you such, know, so guilty of one that. One thing that I've gotten really used to and I kind of laugh it off now is like getting rejected. Yeah. I'll throw out so many different ideas, different people, and... Sometimes I'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. Other times I'll be like, no, that's stupid. Don't ever talk to me again. Oh. Um, and honestly, that's just part of, like, it's just me putting out feelers, yeah, you know? Yeah, but um, it is subjective. Like, it it's, it's it's up to them. I mean, it's yeah. like, they're not going to like, that's why there's so many different cars, wines, mm -hmm. everything exactly. out on the market because everybody has different yeah. tastes. And that's what yeah. I realize is what I do isn't for everybody and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it's kind of cool, actually. I mm -hmm. like finding the people who really get it and then taking off and running right. with them. And those um, are the people that you really want to surround yourself with anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't really... Like, screw everybody else. Like, no, if you don't I mean, like what like, I want, then... It, if no, they're like, kidding. I don't want to be in front of a camera, you're like, then we're probably not a good fit because yeah. what are you going to talk exactly. with them about? Like, how are you guys going to collaborate? Yeah. Like, everything. Um, what was the question and again? Then, I feel like I totally went off on a No, we room. actually just talked about it. Yeah, okay. you're good. Um, so... And then the other obvious thing, I don't even think we need to talk about really, mm -hmm. but you, you obviously don't get a salary. So mm -hmm. um, that's been the definite shift is when you're going from a salary and you're going all of my you know, expenses are based on this you know, income and mm -hmm. then that changes and then setting your value. So, I mean, really any, I mean, the words of encouragement, I've had to listen to podcasts and everything about you know, how do you set your own value? Because it can be, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that, I mean, especially women, I don't know if men struggle with it, mm -hmm. but women entrepreneurs, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we really struggle with, with really setting our value. Mm -hmm. I think, and I am a huge victim of doing this, especially yeah. when you're first starting a business up and running, you just want to get what you, just you can get. just want to get and you want to give. I yeah. think that you have a very giving spirit, so do mm -hmm. I. And it's like, I can't give partially. <laughs> exactly. Like, you only yeah. paid for this, but I just want to give you everything because I love yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That's something that I've kind of started to put my foot down. And, you know, mm. I've had a lot of people, I'll explain what I do and then I'll tell them the price. And they're like, wow, you could be charging like, 10 times that much. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I get that. I also want no, to it's provide. It's actually more. Yeah, actually it's 100% <laughs> It's 100% more, more than what I just told you. To this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, I've learned a lot about basically just, you know, perceived value within myself. Mm -hmm. It's added mm -hmm. a lot of self-confidence for me when I tell someone the price of something and they're like, you should charge more and I would pay more than that. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Well, that means the service that I'm providing adds a lot of value and a lot of times you can't just put a numeric monetary value on the stuff yeah. so it's your individual expertise that you bring to the table that's either worth a dollar an hour or a right. million dollars an hour right and then you have to figure out where that is and then yeah. stick with it too honestly mm -hmm. like it set and that's kind of what i've done is i've set it in stone and, and now I'm not really budging from it. Yeah. And it, well, you don't need to now. I mean, in the mm -hmm. beginning, it's like maybe adjust a little bit for your friends, kind of build your, I mean, what I did in the beginning for the actual coaching business is I have a couple clients that um, I started off with that I helped, they helped me build the program. So they got a huge discount. Mm -hmm. And then now as it's all built and they understood that they're like, we're part of this whole program of us building. Mm -hmm. And now that it's built, it's built. And and, then, and that's what it is. That's a set price. Mm -hmm. But really surrounding yourself, I'd say like the biggest takeaway 
for people would be to surround yourself with people that get it. Because mm -hmm. if you're around people that are um, like that, don't think that you're going to be able to accomplish what you're you know, wanting to do, mm -hmm. they're just going to bring you down. Mm -hmm. And so you yeah. really need those key um Yeah, cut colleagues. those people out of your life. Yeah, I know, right? Like you yeah. you need people to send you that text message that says value yourself. Mm -hmm. and um, that, exactly. And that's something we kind of talked about. And yeah. I think going back to what you're mentioning about, you know, salary and paying yourself. Mm -hmm. One thing that um, you know, I'm proud about is I've got an awesome staff who are behind the camera over there who are helping me with everything. And <laughs> For me, you know, I don't want to pinch every penny I can out of my business. Right. I would rather reinvest the money that is being generated into bringing on more people or adding on something mm -hmm. or just making it overall better, whether it's investing in a new website mm -hmm. or getting better gear or bringing on another person who can add another service. Like I just brought on a social media person to my team. I know. That's awesome. Um, so good. Which it's an investment to bring her on, but yeah. now... I can add more services to my current clients, to my new clients. So that's something I've noticed with other businesses that I've worked with is they're always looking at the bottom line. And yeah. it's like, oh, we turned X amount of profit last month and we turned X amount this month. When if they spent a little more, a year later, they would have expanded to who knows. Right. So that's something I always recommend as a business owner, as a person mm -hmm. in general is Invest in yourself. Yeah, like, that's the most valuable thing you can ever do, right. in my opinion. And and it shows, and it also helps create the culture. So when you're just looking at the bottom line, that's not longevity. That's it's mm -hmm. over really quick. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, gosh, we talked about a lot. Um, do we have any like words? Our last like growing a brand. Last thing we want to say. I mean, last <laughs> words we, of advice. What would it? Carolina Wine say, just be mm. powerful. Be powerful, Just yeah. automatically be in the top 15 yeah. brands in your industry. Um, yep. And you know how you do that? Is you, what we said, surround yourself with awesome people. Mm -hmm. You um, consume very good content every single day. So Educate subscribe yourself. and like this show. Yep, so you can... <laughs> like this. Subscribe. But podcast. Somewhere around Gary here, v. there's a button. Gary V, there's a, there's, you know, he's, yeah. he's a great one to listen to. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself, yep. Learn, educate, surround yourself yeah. with good people. Get a coach. If you if you don't have Cut good people around people. you, Actually, here's coach. a question for you. Yeah. How do you find good mentors? Because that's yeah. something that I struggle with. Really? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I've had the same mentor since I was, believe it or not, 12. Mm -hmm. And as I know that that sounds crazy, she's not a relative or anything, but she is actually a life coach and she's uh -huh. just kind of, kind of built into that. Um, and then I gravitate towards people that, and I don't want to say gravitate. I put myself in, I put myself in situations where I'm around really great people. So, um, I just posted something on Instagram that I had gone to a compass party and that's like, I'm surrounded by people that I look up to. Um, but I chose to be in that room. Mm -hmm. Like I chose to go to that party. I chose to be a part of that company. And so really, um, because those people elevate my business, because when I'm talking to them and going, hey, what have you seen in this market? How are you dealing with this? Um, and they're giving me words of encouragement and they're telling me how they got through it or what they're doing to stand out mm -hmm. also. And then I'm, you know, returning the favor. Like it's like a collaboration. Mm -hmm. So that's how. All right, so what do you do to find a good mentor? Really, I, I think it's a personality fit. Mm -hmm. And so there are people that you're going to gravitate towards or people that you're going to want to surround yourself with and anyone that you're drawn to. So you know that whole gut feeling when you meet someone and you're like, this person's not a good fit for me? Yeah. 
That's probably true. Mm -hmm. um, but when you meet someone that you want to be like and that you look up to, those are the people that you should be surrounding mm -hmm. yourself with. Like, okay. make yourself go to those um, networking events that are with the people like that. Mm -hmm. You know, surround yourself with those people. Yeah. That, that's what I think. Um, all right, what's your favorite drink? I never asked you that. <clears throat> My favorite alcoholic drink? Yes. Okay, so I don't know if you knew this. I probably no. told you this. Right out of college, I lived in Italy for yeah. two years in Florence, which is like the hub of red wine. Oh, uh, okay. Being 22 years old, all we did was drink red wine right. like, every single night. So I got really sick of it. Oh. I didn't drink red Aww. wine for a while. And then kind of serendipitously, if that's the right word, like yeah. my girlfriend started getting me into it. Yeah. I started filming this show. And now I'm I like obsessed with it. red wine again. So I'd say right now, probably some cabs, some Chianti. Yes. yes. Um, if you asked good. me like a year ago, it probably would have been White Claws or vodka sodas. Yeah. But, but you know, no. I'm trying to refine my taste. Yes. A well, especially because I bring you wine where I'm like, Dylan, you have to try this. Yeah. It's like a two hundred dollar bottle. I've and you're a lot. like, okay. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely want you to be spoiled. Like, I want mm -hmm. you to be like, oh, that wine. I don't know. But this one's good. You did a good job. Yeah. I think so. It's, good job, Carolina. Yeah. Good job. Do your thing. Was this a funny episode, would you say? Funny. Um, I think this was probably one of the most informative yes. episodes because okay. you and I just like hunker down and we're like, let's just give as much value as we can. Can I wrap this up on a little story? That yeah, This was absolutely. the highlight of my 2019. Yeah. Went to Thanksgiving with my girlfriend's parents. Mm -hmm. And a couple days later... Her mom texts her, wow, Dylan's really funny. And I was like, yes. That's all you wanted? That's all. That made my ear. <laughs> I was like, I'm the funny guy. So if you need any jokes, let me know. Especially after Jason's last episode, I listened. I was like, man, this is freaking hilarious. I was laughing out so loud. I had my I earbuds to come, on. I wanted to come and, and bring some jokes. So, um, well, so maybe. hopefully I made you laugh. Yeah. If not, hopefully you got some valuable content. <laughs> I love but, it. Yeah. Well, hey, let's cheers to that. Cheers. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. And remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite platform. Reviews really help us out. And remember to share the show if you got some serious value out of us today. If you are interested in exploring anything we talked about, visit uncorkshow.com.